where the other guys just seem to be hammering, hammering, hammering mm. on block pulls, mega, like Ivan's doing 550 kilo. You don't need to do that stuff to pull 500. You didn't see Eddie ever do that. You didn't see Hathor do that. You know, I did that for a thousand pound deadlift. Benny never did that stuff. They think they're overdoing it. One of the toughest strong men in history, right here. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giants Live Strongman Podcast with Daz, Colin and myself. But today's guest is quite frankly a powerlifting legend, Andy Bolton. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. But, hey, first things first, what for you is your proudest achievement? Because we could talk about your total, we could talk about the thousand pound pool, we could talk about 48 uh, reps over 900 pounds. What's your favourite? Uh, it's a tough one, it's a tough one. It's got to be the deadlift, the first thousand pound deadlift. I've always been a good deadlifter, always trained hard on it, you know, building over years, 48 times over 900 pounds. Um, and then when Benedict Magnuson come on the scene, it was a race, two-man race between me and him, who could get it first. And I got it in 2006. It was like the proper Russia-USA race to space. Yep. It was awesome, that era. It, it was, and that last three years before I did it, it's all I thought about from waking up to going to bed on the night. Um, and if he'd have done it first, I don't know, I could have lived, lived, lived after that, to be honest. It was just one of them things I had to do first. I just had to do before anybody I else. Remember, I remember at the time, it was in the Sun newspaper. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, because like, obviously we were doing the strongman stuff and the powerlifting was a bit underground, obviously. It always, yeah, yeah. always has been. Yeah. I, me- I remember opening the paper like, and the, the strange thing is for me, is me and him only actually got to be friends after years after all, I competed, he competed. He lives like 20 minutes down the road. I remember up with yeah, people like, there's a guy who lives 20 minutes away from me who was like strongest deadlifter in the world, you know. It was, it was quite strange because you never saw anything like that in the paper. And the, and the main newspapers printing, this guy's pulled this unbelievable deadlift, you know. Well, when, did, when did you stop strongman then? Because you were a strongman yeah, but before I started, you were. I started powerlifting at age 20. I did a bodybuilding show at 20. Three months after that, after all that dieting, losing like six, six stone in about... I got a third in a British qualifier. One place away from qualifying for British. So if I got the British, I'm, I might not have gone to powerlifting. Wow. In one of them. If I'd have got one place up, I'd have gone to British and I might have continued with bodybuilding. But as it happened, I, I misqualified my one spot, met a group of powerlifters in the gym while I was bodybuilding and dieting, started with them, become world champion at 21, 22, 23. Invited Strongman at 94, Doug Edmonds, Dave Webster back then. Did that till 99 in Docklands in 99. And me and Bill Pittock were, uh, I think, 20 points ahead of Glenn Ross. One and two into the last event. And he was Britain's strongest man. Yeah, that time. Yeah, he, he, well, went, he went yeah. on and won it two he weeks later. Out, that's the thing, because the, the next, the British after that, this was last qualifying, the British then were the first time, on, on Towers, I believe, went on TV that yeah. following year. And I tore my bicycle the last event. Now, Jamie Reeves was helping me back then. And he said, don't race Bill Pittock. He's a Draymond, he's a Draymond, so he lifts barrels for a living, that's what he does. And I raced him at the last event, me and, me and him were 20 points ahead of Glen Ross. And I told my bicep on the last event. You told your bicep at Ra- Docklands? Racing him in Docklands in 99. Bill was amazingly fast. I was, you were Unbelievable. Bill, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was really quick. That's so did, did, you, did you do a Britons then? Did you do a Britons? I did, but it was in, in Scotland, it won 
It ah, went as big. It went for TV. Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. you know, yeah. for TV. The year after that, uh, BBC did it. In, yeah, in, uh, that's when Glenn won it for five years, I think. Believe from then he won it five years straight, did he? Yeah. That Citroen sponsored it. Yeah, yeah. But I went then. I'm when I was at that competition in '99. Tommy Bicep. I'd met a guy called Brian Backtoldor. Yeah. And after I snapped my bicep, he said, Well, you come back to powerlifting. We were one of the biggest powerlifting federations in Britain. Mm. Come back towards you. We were invited to Canada that same year. Mm. I said, My bicep's just torn. I'm not going to be ready. Mm. So the year after in Vegas in 2000, I went to powerlifting and I won the heavyweights and I earned money from that. That's the first year powerlifting become, you know, not professional, but they got paid decent money from 2000 onwards. Oh, it was, it was it was sexy powerlifting. You, you, then, you, you, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, a, like the arms race, you know, I think the, I, I between you and, 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 and you know, pulled, Britain I, and, and Iceland. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just the start of the boom in powerlifting. Then, I mean, I think cars. You know, there was a sort of massive, yeah, yeah. you know, push in the seventies yeah. and early eighties for powerlifting. And then um, it become. I mean, two thousand. It was starting to become equipped. Then equipment were coming into it. Deadlift suits, squat suits, bench shirts. What's your take on all that? Has it gone too well, far? It, now, yeah, 100%. Back then, powerlifting was equipped. There were no raw division. Yeah. So we said, yeah, Andy, you lifted in suits, you squat suits. There were no choice. Everybody, every competition win a suit. Mm. If you lifted raw, you come last. You got laughed at. Mm. Put a suit on, mate. So, yeah. You're losing 100 kilos. A great question. Do you think that wearing the suits uh, helps your body last longer in things? Yeah. I, I think it does. Definitely. Too. Definitely. Especially when you're doing these, you know, 900 pound lifts. A suit does hold you together a lot. So there isn't a big argument to say you get a, a longer life as an athlete. Oh, you definitely suit. do, yeah. How many, how many of the 900 yeah. pound lifts would be done without the suit, though? <laughs> That's not yeah. many. Not many. So many. It's moved on so much that without that equipment, these strongmen use now, what we use in powerlifting, to me, the deadlift suit, it was pretty loose. I mean, if you see me, the 1,000 pound, it was tight. But the 1,008, the I could put my straps up myself. And I pulled on in 30 seconds. It would just to keep my back supported. What are your thoughts about wrist straps, say, in strongman? Because when we talk about, say, the strongman yeah. deadlifts, that's not IPF rules. Yeah, yeah. So where, where it, would you stand on that? It's a different sport. I used to be anti-straps and all about powerlifting, so I'm a powerlifting purist. Yeah. I started in powerlifting. But you've got to train for the sport you're doing. Fair. If I were coaching strongman, put straps on. I mean, I what you've got to remember as well... I'd have an overhand grip and straps. Exactly. And Why also, in, in a competition, in, in, in a World's Strongest Man, Giants Live, or any of the big shows, you've probably got a grip event as well. It's not like you're not yeah, doing grip. Yeah. It's just a separate event. So you're deadlift testing your back. Yeah, it does. And then you might have Hercules hold to test your grip, yeah. you know. So it's very difficult to do a Hercules hold and then go pull a 1,000 pounds, <coughs> you know. You're taking that weakness out of it. It's the purest test of your back, back and leg strength, isn't it, a deadlift with straps? Mm. If you had your way, would you change any of the rules of IPF? IPF. I think all they need to do in IPF is put in a deadlift bar. Mm. Okay. A deadlift bar. I mean, I, I used to train on a stiff bar, IPF yeah. bar, all them years. And as you get older, what I found out, the amount of effort and energy it takes to get the bar moving, it, it's hard on your body as you get older. I, I've gone to a deadlift bar. I never used to use a deadlift bar. I didn't own a deadlift bar until 2017. So oh, all, wow. my, all my world records were always done training on an IPF bar. Really? I only used a deadlift bar the day of the competition. You you were a very you are a very fast puller. Yeah, 
very yeah. fast, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's your whole ethos, yeah. isn't it? Is recruiting muscle fiber, exploding yeah. off the floor. I mean, some I, people are like Terry's a fast puller, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, do you squeeze it off the floor? Or do you? Do you? I do more now. I used to pull. I used to pull a bit faster, but now I, I put the <laughs> pressure on lower. But so does Andy, really. Although he pulls it fast off the floor, he puts a lot of tension in yeah. before you put the power on. So, so if you watch Andy pull, he'll pull the bar so tight before he actually goes. And a lot of the fast pullers, like Sven Carlson, and even Terry, for instance, certainly Sven, he would pull fast, and he'd almost get like this weird, like half whip of the deadlift, a bit of a, a reaction from it. Yeah. Whereas he pulls the bar so tight and then puts the power on. And I know it's only a little thing, but it's a massive difference, yeah, isn't it? What, what a lot of it is, though, is it's technique from the bottom. If you apply tension and you pull it in perfect form, when the bar gets to your knees, your hips are back, ready to pop forward into the bar top, you lock out. Now, like Dan said, I pull the tension out. Even though it's fast, it's in perfect technique, so the tension's being pulled, the bar's close. The guys now I see doing it, they're pulling it that fast off the floor, but too fast. They're losing technique. And when they get above the knee, they've lost that drive. That's why they stop short of lockout, and they're shaking and hitching. Is that because you did it without a strap? So you no, no, it's not, no, it's not doing a strap. It's okay. pulling it too. They're sacrificing technique for speed off the floor. Right. Speed's only done right when done with perfect technique. Tightness, and you can only be so fast. I could yank it off the off the floor, but then you'd lose it at the top end. I remember Jamie Reeves position. years ago described it to me as, which was perfect in my mind, I understood it. Imagine you got, you're going to tow a car and you, you have the rope slack. All of a sudden, when the rope goes tight, you lose all the power off the front mm -hmm. car and yeah. it's no different to yanking a deadlift because there is a little bit of play in that bar and the bend yeah. so if you pull it too out at the bottom and it, all of a sudden it hits the weight you lose all your power yeah. so you've got to pull it slower at the especially bottom especially with a bar with a little flex exactly <laughs> it's and the more weight goes nightmare. on the bar the bigger the flex the mm. bigger the so you put all, all that into that first little band and it's yeah. And you can actually pull it out quite easy that first little bit. It's yeah. probably thirty kilos of pull to yeah. get it tight. Yeah. You know, if I'm crazy, someone like Z, he pulls four hundred the same as he pulls four forty. Yeah, see that I can't get my head around that because to be strong, not people who are strong are normally quite explosive. But Z just the opposite. Everything does is slow. Mm. His squats are slow. I see squat what three forty, three fifty, just slow so down, good. slow up. I could do it like that. I've got to be controlled and fire, give it everything from the bottom. But every rep's the same. He every does one rep, rep yeah. he's not going to do another one. He does another one, then another one, then another one. And they're all the same. There's no, there's no <laughs> difference in speed. It's like, 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 a, yeah. like a forklift truck slowly getting up and down. Yeah, it's just crazy. But, but the thing mm. around speed on deadlifts, for me, how I figured it out, is I was pulling in when I, when I was early 20s against a big American, Gary Heise, who had the biggest all-time deadlift at the time. And I was going head to head with him. I was junior, I wanted to take him on. So I moved out of my junior class to go against him to think I can beat him. And he had a rumour, because it was only magazine articles back then, there were no social media. Mm. So I had a rumour he'd pull 380, 385 for two reps. So I pulled 385 for three in training. And I thought, right, I can beat him now. Went to Worlds, I pulled 380. He, he just missed 420. He, he killed me, he destroyed me. I thought, what's oh. going on here? I didn't understand this. Later found out, he's, 280, he's 385 or um, 385. Well, like speed reps. Mine were all out grinders. I didn't have another rep. He could have done another three. I couldn't have done another one. And that's when, you, that's when you changed the So training. I thought, you know what? So yeah. I got all fed up with it all. I thought, I've just done mine training. I went to Strongman then. We did a bit of Strongman um, up in Scotland for five weeks. Didn't do no deadlifting. Come back down to the gym one night. Got me back out of the car. Lads were deadlifting. I thought, I'll, I'll do a bit of deadlifts. I'd done nothing for five weeks. 
60, 100, 140, 180, 220, 260 kilos, 300 kilos, 340, 380. Put 410 on, 900 pounds, pulled easily. Put 425 on. I said, <laughs> what's Gary Heisey done? 419, put 425 on. I got it within an inch of lockout. Wow. I just couldn't put my hips through. That was, was that a big PB for you as and well? That, well, I don't have a pull 380. So what was I've just done what, 30 kilo PB. What and was, missed, was the lesson? Less the lesson less was, less was I trained for five weeks. Yeah, less is more When sometimes. I did 35 for three, I did less. 380. When I didn't train for five weeks, I did, did it 425. So that's how I figured out speed, lighter training, faster, faster, yeah. faster. And it saves your body as well. But a lot of these guys need to pull heavy before a show for the mind. It, and they don't have the confidence yeah, to, to leave any in the bag. So if it's, if it's you know, 350 for reps, they've got to batter it all out, right, I know I can do five or whatever. And actually, no, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing probably 320 for reps yeah. to get ready 350. Yeah. You shouldn't be touching the weight you're going to do in competition in the gym. But you know one of the biggest things I respect about powerlifters is, let's take your numbers. So you go, you hit, let's say 405, you get it, just. You'll then see a guy go, I'm going to go 409, 410. Yeah. As in you're so close to maximum and you're still able to get yeah, another rep. Squeeze a bit more out, yeah, all the time, yeah. But you took massive jumps though, didn't you, to be fair? I did it, my, I mean, <laughs> I played around with it. From my all-time records I did, like I could do, when I pulled a thousand pounds for the first time, open at 390. Past the second lift, just sat in a corner of a towel I've made. We put 400 in, then didn't, didn't take it. As I lifted, no. Resting, just rest, rest. What do you want next? 455. So you, you, hadn't so done, six, you hadn't done 400? You went... 65 kilo jump. <laughs> yeah, but look at all the big deadlifts. Look at Eddie. Eddie, same story. Eddie, Eddie, went, Eddie you know, went, I think he went 400, or maybe 420, I can't remember. Yeah. Then he went 465, yeah. 500. Yeah. And we were like, hey, are you sure about this? He's like, yeah, do it. <laughs> you know, it's a big, big jump. With a deadlift, though, you, you just think, right, so if you did that on squat, what's going to stop you on squat is you're going to stand up with that bar. Your body's going to think, shit, this is heavy. A bench, it's the same. You take it over, you haven't done nowhere near like 50 kilos. You're just holding it. This is heavy. And I held this before. A deadlift, it's laid on the floor in front of you. You're walking up to that bar. What's telling you that's heavy? The extra two discs or whatever on the end. No, it's yeah. just your head. Just it's your, your head. head. Yeah, it's what it's, mean, it's yeah. all mental. Mm. It's all mental. How do you know it's heavy? You haven't pulled it yet. With a squat, you're walking out, you're feeling, adjusting. And as you walk out, it becomes your body becomes used to that weight. Okay, I'm accustomed to it now. I've had it me about ten seconds. I can do this. Walk up to a deadlift. Shoe against that bar. Nothing. Nothing can help you. But if you've overtrained in training, you're not going to be as sharp. If it gets hard, you're going to give in. So my idea was keep us slightly undertrained with speed. So if I I'm pulling like a thousand pound, four hundred kilos, the power of that in the gym. With 250s, 270s. But if you measured the force through the bar, it's the force of a thousand pound deadlift that I'll be pulling off the floor. So I'm training for a thousand pound without pulling a thousand pound and destroying my body. By that's going, how we do it. We're going faster. We're going faster. Yeah, we mean down training together. That's how we used to do it. It's yeah. just, we go so light. Is that all you're doing? Yeah. But the end of it all, a double 340. Force equals mass times yeah. acceleration, is it, Razzy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. F equals MA, yeah. You know, so that's I, I discovered that early, and then that. That is when my deadlift started to really take off. It probably then. saved you a lot of injuries over your career as well. Because you know, I haven't really had any bad injuries in deadlifts, back injuries. Well, don't be said. Don't be saying that, Andy. You're lifting again, are you? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm lifting again. If it, if it's it, going it, well, right? It doesn't matter now. 
It's gone well. Um, have you always attacked the bar the same way as you've done on yeah. your big lifts? Because yeah. for me, the unsung hero of what you've done as well is Dave Beatty. Yeah. Because Hold on. when I when I'd never sort of knew, I remember seeing you on my mate's phone for the first time, and there was this lunatic coming to a bar <laughs> with another lunatic slapping you in the yeah. face. You didn't know if they were yeah. mates. You didn't know what Head was going on. Slapping. Oh, mate, that that gets you fired up. Yeah, Dave were good. I mean, because I train in in Leeds. Dave's in London. Yeah. So we didn't train together. But when we met, he was coaching a big guy called Peter Treslone at the British, and he was the biggest lifter in Britain, and I started coming up. Then I took over from Pete, so Dave started to help me then. But what David did with me is, every time I went to America, because all my comps were in America, I always travelled abroad. My, my guys in Leeds couldn't afford to go to America, right. so I'd asked Dave, we got, we got friendly, do you want to come to America? You know, we'll share a room, we'll cover your flights or whatever, and, and we'll go. And he was my man then, for seven, eight, nine years, Every competition we went, call him, Dave. We've got to go to New Orleans in a month to qualify. He just told me, right, let's do it. Drove out of London, stayed with Dave overnight, flew out with him next morning, spent same room, you know, eat together, just me and him bring that back. It's so important to have someone like that, isn't it? No, but you, you don't need loads of people. Me for ages. You don't need yes. loads of people, yes. but Dave Great. never left my side. He sent me back to bed. That's like it's nine o'clock, back to your room, get some rest for tomorrow. I mean, you've always had a good team around you because I know you're training Ralph's gym yeah. uh, in Leeds and uh, it's a good uh, place. You, know, you, you, see, you see the guys there <laughs> and it's quite um, intense, isn't it? It is. It Ridiculous. Is. We it's it, for, I bought it in the Bimmy the other day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not was, for everybody. It yeah, it's, um, they got older than me in 1990 um, and there were like eight, nine of them, ten of them and that's all I've ever known. It's like a competition day, every training session, yeah. and you see how crazy they get. Quite, quite a place, isn't it? But it's, it's, it can be intimidating. It's exactly what you need. Yeah, some, some listeners have come in over years, and they see that, and they haven't come back. On a, on a different note, it reminds me a little bit of, like, you know, the Dorian Yates yeah. gym, that, the dungeon is, thing that he's yeah. training. It's, a bit like it's, it's, it's sort of, it's kind of in a housing estate yeah, kind of yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be fair down. to say there's, like, there's, it's like, I don't know if all the cars are actually from the people in there, but it feels like there's, like, yeah, like it's, a bit of wrecks. It's like yeah, walking it's not, into a... It's not the nicest area. Yeah, like a yeah, compound not, of... A, yeah. a, a, I mean, I had 210 kilos of iron bibby behind me, so I didn't feel that scared <laughs> as I walked in. <laughs> but the lads in this, how friendly they are when you walk in. Unbelievable, yeah. It's like, you think, from outside, you think, oh, these old gangsters and whatever they are in here. But you walk in, everybody no, no. knows everybody. Very good. They're people. Nice, all they're cheering all... for you when you yeah, lift. Last night, I, would, I pulled out under pounds last night. And all oh, the gym from reception, the kids from boxing upstairs, they all come in and all watching me. <laughs> it's like a big <laughs> the my family platform, all together. It's right by the door, though. Yes, you can't so you walk, walk in the reception in, you, and yeah. you, you open the door, literally. And I opened the door and I was like, Colin! It was, it was like some surprise birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> the belly flat was right there. It was, oh, yeah, it's just, and I've been with them, like I said, since 1990, all the way through to now, and it's just all I've ever known. I could Honestly, if it weren't for that team and that energy, I wouldn't have been doing powerlifting. Yeah, sure you can't do powerlifting by yourself. And back then, it was a quick powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. It was a quick, so how can you put a bench shirt on by yourself in yeah, a commercial okay. gym? You can't do it. Back then, there were six of us putting bench shirts on, six of us putting squat suits on, deadlift suits on. We were all doing the same thing and all travelling to shows together. It, it was big back then, but powerlifting was equipped again, like we said before. It wasn't raw. Where now with commercial gyms, you can go in with your belt and a pair of neoprene sleeves and you can squat and deadlift. Well, what, what, so what should powerlifting? Powerlifting, I think, should be raw bench, raw bench, yeah. Suited squat and deadlift. Yeah, deadlift. Well, my strength. bench were crap, right? We weren't that good, raw, but equipped it were very good. Um, but then again, I didn't train for raw bench back then because there were no raw competitions. It were all equipped, so I trained for what I competed in. Same with, with lads now using straps on deadlift. Why wouldn't they use straps on deadlift if you can use them in a competition? Do you think the straps also 
set you up slightly different. Your shoulders are slightly more forward. Massively. You know, if you're doing the over-under, you can you can sort of put your Massively. chest forward a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So I think that it is a big difference training it, one it, to another. It's a massive lift difference. Um, I noticed that in 2014, mm. that giant World Deadlift Championships. We, we, uh, like, we, we, me and Colin were over in uh, Sweden at a show and we were sat in a bar after the show and uh, we started talking about who was the best deadlifter and all that and we've got Eddie coming up and you've got Benny and you've got uh, Andy and one or two others and so we we had Europe's Strongest Man coming up within six months. Yeah, yeah. So we sat there and everyone had a drink and that and I said, well, why, don't we, why don't we find out? Why don't we invite them all to we'll do the World Deadlift Championships? And so, I, so there, and then I start texting everybody. I text Benny, text text Eddie, text uh, Andy, and, and whoever else was pulling a big deadlift. And then, sort of went to bed, like we'd had a couple of beers. Next morning, I woke up, looked at my phone, and everyone was everyone just was like, in. "Everyone was like, mm-hmm. let's do it." No one, no one questioned about prize money, or anything like that. We, we, were, we were convinced the egos. Oh, I, I don't want him if he's there. Oh, we, it's got to be our rules, yeah, yeah. no straps. Yeah, and then yeah. the strongman would have been, "Come on, we got five events after Andy." And, and you were in particular, and Benny as well. Yeah. Both proper studs. You went, oh, any rules, I'm in. Let's I do love it. it. Yeah, let's, yeah, a, let's, let's get a big crowd. My phone was going off the hook yeah. uh, the next day. Let's get it done, please. Can we do it? It was just an idea. And then we realised, actually, people really want to see this. We just started with Europe's Strongest Man. So it was a, you know, we're slowly trying to build it up. And it actually helped us a lot. It catapulted docs. People wanted to see that. Mm. Uh, Andy was a Leeds lad. Europe's was in Leeds. Quick, quick story uh, the great Andy Bolton in, in deadlift went up to pull 440 kilos at the World Deadlift Championships put one strap on you know over put the other one on goofy style yeah, yeah. so it slipped in there that one's, one's up here one's up like yeah, the yeah. original amateur walking to a gym oh. how do you put these on again mistake that's what happens when you do powerlifting from age 20 you just I didn't oh. own a pair of straps I bet everybody's done that at some point when they oh. first start lifting and you know what it is you were I always so just see up. these big guys at the bottom when I deadlifted I stood at the top went down sat at the bottom and deadlift dropped my hips three times felt the hamstrings tension and pulled as easy as that put straps on with a suit on, I'm bent over there, strapping up. Just before I went to the pole, I'm thinking, oh, I can't breathe now. <laughs> what do I do now? So I remember rolling the bar forward and it almost went too far, nearly fell on my face. <laughs> I, thought, I, I barely kept it on my toes. That's right, yeah. I pulled it back it. in. By this point, I've been on there like a minute. You're knackered. I'm thinking, I'm sweating, <laughs> I can't get an air in my belly. Because I was big, I was a bit big as well, too big. And I, I, I didn't do well, did I really? I think I pulled 420 there. You did it. You it was like the 48th, 900 pound lift, But you know, yeah. I just wasn't comfortable being in that position would come from powerlifting for so long. So when I see them doing it today, these strongmen, I actually respect what they do because I've been in that position. I know how hard it is. And the suits they're wearing today, the double-ply suits, to get in that position. But what they tend the to do is they almost doing. lay down though, don't they? So they go get right back from the bar, yeah. put it on, so they're keeping the diaphragm open, and then they jump in at the last minute. See, I couldn't you know? do that. I, I tried going on my knees in training with straps, and I couldn't get up to my feet again. <laughs> I wasn't very mobile. I couldn't get to my feet with straps on, so I had to stand up, with my legs wide apart, and then slowly get them in. And then we're getting cramp in my groin because yeah. I'm not mobile like that. I didn't train like that. But it was. Don't you think that? I mean, you did a hell of a lot of powerlifting shows and won a hell of a lot, but. When that started, that World Deadlift Championships, including the uh, the two years that you did, there was a lot of depth of big pulls. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. over 400. You know, 400 at one time was so big. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, 
We start at 400 now. Yeah, we normally lift that day, wouldn't it, 400? We're 380 that day or 400, we're opening. I think we opened at... I think we opened at 380. 380 yeah. first year, didn't we? The first year, then we went, went lifting 400, 400 yeah. And it worked, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. We were out of my comfort zone, because in powerlifting, everything's set to a time. When I do my competition in October, it's it's right, you're deadlifting at 1 o'clock, Andy. Okay, so get warmed up to 1 o'clock. I remean, we're going there, warming up with Benny back, they're all warming up. We're outside, wasn't it, in 2015? Yeah, yeah. Warming yeah. up outside. Headingly, yeah. And then... Um, how long we got left? We're going out with flags soon. So did the last walk. Did my last warm up. Walked out oh, with yeah. flags. Walked around. Come back. Sat in back for twenty minutes. Okay, hang on, I'm cold now. There was a breeze. There was a breeze that day. I'm, so I'm, I'm cold now. And I may as well mm. all these strumming with all these leggings and neoprenes and that. And I'm just sat there like, like a powerlifter. I went out and pulled four hundred after not doing it for forty minutes. Now that I'd never done it in my life before. Powerlifting's not like that. That's a busy head one. I warm up to quarter to one and I'm ready. 40 minutes without doing anything. And I thought, I just going to move. I might not move this. Mate, you know since then, it's only been seven years, yeah. but a lot's changed in your life yeah. since then. How, how, is, how are you feeling? Now? Yeah. Better than ever. I feel better now than I was in my 30s when I was big, walking around 150, 160 kilos. My what do you wear now? This morning, 120 kilos. Yeah, first thing in the morning. Yeah. You look a lot more than first, 120. First, first thing in the morning, 120. I push it up to 125 before competition, maybe once a year, twice a year, then back down at 119, 120. Keep your body weight the same. And just for anyone who doesn't know what you've been through, could you kind of talk about that? Yeah, point? well, when we did Delhi in 2014, I was just going to retire. It's Darren's fault all this happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this, this chance come along, and I'm not going to say no to that, because I love deadlift, and I thought, if I'm not, not going to win, I'm, I'm a bit past me, but I'm 44 years old. But I want to get to, I've always been a strongman fan from a kid. I want to compete, I want to meet these guys, compete against them, see what I can do. So in two years, and in 2015, I remember feeling quite ill all the way up to it. Just a funny taste in my mouth, you know, being sick on the morning. I'm not realising what it was. And after 2015, did July that was? In the summertime, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was July. Well, that same year in October... I went to hospital, I wasn't feeling well, I made a, made a, a consultant meeting, he told me to kidney clinic, which I didn't know at kidney clinic. I'm sat in this room and then everybody's gone. Six o'clock at night, everybody's gone. He said, I'm just, come out, he goes, I'm getting you a bed. I said, bed for what? He goes, your kidneys have failed. I said, I squatted 350 last week, a week ago, like five reps. What do you mean they've failed? 3% kidney function, it's gone dialysis. I'm like, you know, you sat there, you didn't know me, you don't know. I didn't know what dialysis was, kidneys. You must have felt What no. are they? Yeah, you, don't, you don't know. I'm sat there by myself in a, in a, in a thing. Nobody's with me because I didn't expect, what, I didn't know what was going to happen. Then I didn't leave the hospital then for three weeks. Wow. Next, the next day, that same night, they're coming up to my room saying about a transplant. And then next morning, they're putting a line in my neck. They're putting a thing in my neck. <laughs> it's in not chest. another patient, maybe. <laughs> and they're, and they're putting the me up man. to a, like, a, a dialysis um, <laughs> machine, cleaning my blood. No! God, that's what's terrifying. Going on here? What's, what's happening here? And then I remember this line in here. That was October. And we're getting out of hospital. Keep lifting. I kept lifting. They didn't like me lifting with this one. Because if that had come out, it's in the main area. You'd have bled to death in minutes. Well, this is where the, the dialysis Yeah, in the first, they put it in there first, because that's, that's instant. Mm. Later on, it goes into your arm. No, I'm with, with, but that's a lot, yeah, but mm. instantly, it's got to go in your neck. That takes weeks to mature, to be able to use it. So, and then in the March the following year, I did a competition, Tattoo and Strong. That's hilarious. Got, you see a picture, I've got a line coming out of my leotard, all wrapped up in bandages. Oh, and I pulled 301 kilos. 
with a dialysis line in my chest. And I used to bench, but I couldn't bench to things. So if I popped it, it'd bleed out. So they've got to put a board <laughs> on my chest with things at the side so the bar wouldn't hit the, the line. It just hit the board there and missed the line. So we did that. And then they put the thing in my arm. He says, you can train, but try to avoid any vibration and don't do any heavy lifting over 20 kilos. <laughs> Pumped, no. So... In 2017, we put on my deadlift uh, challenge for kidney research, and I pulled 382, and beat all the best guys in Britain in powerlifting, <laughs> and beat Delroy McQueen, beat them all. I'm like, that was three years after, two years after I'd been put on dialysis. But after that point, it just went down. Mm. Then I pulled 330, 300. I remember one night in gym, could barely pull 220. I felt ill at this point, because your blood's just as toxic. Mm. I thought, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And then it won't long after that, I got a transplant. Okay, so everything's still okay. Got with a transplant, that transplant, yeah, yeah. Transplant worked. It's been th- it was three years last week. So they found they found cancer in your kidney. Yeah, and then after after um, yeah. So when I got diagnosed in 2015 with kidney failure, it was down. It could have been down to high blood pressure, being so big, just partying too much, all the things that these big guys, you know, it's not a healthy sport, we're bleeding, you know, nose are bleeding, the pressure, and I just, as I got older, I wanted to maintain that strength, and I just forced things a little bit too much, um, but then the year after that, 2015, it happened, in 2016, I was going to get a transplant off my mum, her kidney, she passed all the testing, it were weeks before, it were going to go ahead, and just did a routine scan, they found a cyst, what they thought, on my kidney, turned out to be cancerous, so I took my kidney out, so then I had to wait two years for <coughs> transplant again. Oh, that's because you had cancer. I had cancer. Mm. So they took the cat. Luckily, they, they won't do it within two no, years. No, he's got he's got to be cancer free for two years because when you get a transplant, the immune, immune suppressants you take, though your immune system, any cancers left around, it's going to spread all over your body. It'll kill you. Wow. He said finding that cancer saved your life because you'd have got a transplant, and you'd have been dead within a year because your immune suppressants that cancer to spread out like all over your body. But luckily, we're enclosing the kidney. So they took part of the kidney out. That's where two years. Then we went two years again with my mum. She passed it all again. The week before they turned it down, saying your mum's 72 now. It's not going to work. And her blood type wasn't the same as mine. Sandy said, she's a small woman. Just think about her kidney going into you and what quality of life is she going to have. So, you know, when you're pinning your hopes on one moment and just take it away. But then, I think it was two weeks after that, I was struggling with uh, my heart. I said, my heart would dodge you. So you might, oh, have, might not be able to get a transplant now. <laughs> so I'm waiting and waiting. Did all these tests. And then one Monday night at the gym, a few weeks after getting turned down from the first one, she called me, the girl. She said, we've looked at your heart results. And Easter said, it's okay. You can get a transplant. Went into dialysis two days later, at seven o'clock, and there's a phone call for you. Got a kidney. But it's not guaranteed. Say, that same night, I got a transplant. But then I had loads more complications with my bladder, my prostate, I had to wear a catheter for three months. Look into your gym, mm. with a bag on me, like, try to do leg extensions and stuff. Just try to work through pain. But you were saying like, like it's really casual. Mm. But it's a phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Well, I mean, I talked to Dan a lot, he had one before, mate. I said, you've just got to deal with it. Just, what, what, what it is, it's what it is. You've just got to just move forward, just deal with, yeah, you've got this, you've got the cancer, you said. Mm. Go through the thing and just move on. You have two choices: you either yeah, get on with it or you, you give up and fall. And, mm. and for all my lifting, I've always been very driven. So just turn the attitude to that. 
But just I mean, I mean, you, 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 mean, you just, old, it would have normal. How old are you now? Fifty-two now. Fifty. Considering, I mean, how long you've been? Yeah. Beating your body up. I mean, you're in great, <coughs> great shape now again. You're now the, big. the best ever. I've started doing a lot more cardio. I do, I do cycling online on Swift. I can do. I did fifty kilometers last week, ninety minutes. I did sixteen k time trials in under thirty minutes. As, as for as for Sadler, he's done a deal with the devil. I mean, he's looked the same. Transplant and look identically. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, what is the secret then, fellas? The, the, the problem is when you when you're doing these things. Been at World Strongest Man, World Powerlifting Champion. You sort of think you're invincible. I think. Yeah, you do. Like all mm. these all these guys that are doing whatever sport. You know what I mean? Not just strongman or powerlifting. And it's a harsh reality when your body goes wrong, mm. when, you, when you're when known for the strength of your body. And I'm not saying it's any worse mm-hmm. to anybody to get cancer yeah, or, 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 to, or to have any organ failure. But when you used to, when people are like, know you for, yeah, mm. he's really strong or he's this or he's that, and all of a sudden you're like, actually, your body doesn't work very well, you're in trouble. It's quite a hard pill to swallow. But you've got to take that strength that you've actually built, not just physically but yeah. mentally, and use it to say, right, what are you going to do? So you've got two choices: you either yeah. you're either going to get on with it, or you're going to sit there. This is your new challenge. This is your this new is, this is yeah. your sport. This you is next phase of my life. And, mm. and 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 try and get yourself as fit as you can to fight it. Any any illness, cancer. Um, any tips? Any tips? I, for, I, well, okay. I, I, actually had, I actually had cancer as well on my chest. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. all the all these things. But when you're faced with it, you've got to fucking face it. You can't you can't walk away from it. I remember you said to me, Dan said to me when I got it with, with kidneys, what you need to do now is drop your weight, you get in great shape, best shape of your life, and look amazing. And you turn your mind, just turn well, your mind. Don't look you, back at all that you've done yeah, all that. Yeah, you've done that. Forget about you, all that, that's turn, gone. Change your goal. Well, and now I'm, I'm almost loving, honestly, I'm loving the cycling, this racing online as much as I'm the powerlifting now. Or Peloton. No, it's uh, Swift. It's different to Peloton. It's, it's Peloton's just classes online. Right. Swift is actual racing leagues, teams, trials. I love it. You know, it's you, it's, you it's almost stuff? like playing a video game, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're, you're in the video game because you're on the bike and you're actually working hard. Do you do like 1K time trials and stuff? I do 16K time trials every Friday with my brother. He's a cyclist. Last week he beat me by 21 seconds. How, how quick did you do it? I did eight, uh, 28, something for 16K plus for climbing in, in there as well. What's your wattage output? Uh, well, now I've just, I've just gone from a, a D-class rider to a C-class rider. The average, I don't know what watts they put out. I've put 900 and some watts out, a 1,000 watts. But do you not think, though, power. you know, the moral of the story is if you've got an obsession with whatever it is, yeah. just just replace it with another obsession. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can't, if not, he, can't, he can't just sit at home and just like, oh, well, that's me. Yeah. So, you know, now he's fit as a fiddle, 120 yeah. kilos, you know. And what what are your plans now then moving forward, powerlifting-wise? Um, well, I won't ever compete in squat and bench again. It's just I've no need. What I've done is... Why? I'm, I'm never going to... Yeah, well, I've squatted 1,200 pounds. The guys squatting now raw are squatting nearly as much as what I did back then in kit. It's moved on so much. I've no interest in getting under 400 kilo squat again, 500 kilo squat again. I've just no interest. It scares me now. Mm. I can squat 300. I squatted 317, 320 last year. But any more than that, I don't need to for what I need. Benching, I bench heavy, I bench hard in training for me because I enjoy it. Um, Deadlifts, for me, it's easy on my body. With my deadlift technique and my speed, the way I train, Mm. it's very easy on my body. You know, I don't have to go to maximums. I can can stay away, do a lot more speed work, and it keeps me fresh. So I pulled, first time I competed, I think two years ago, year and a half ago, pulled 325. 
This no, this was last year. Yeah, last yeah, July, yeah. three twenty-five kilos. February this year, I pulled three fifty. Seven seventy pounds. Yeah. Now, after looking at records, the biggest ever deadlift over 50s raw is 370 Nick Best. <laughs> but the biggest ever deadlift over over 50s from anybody is 377, a guy called Patrick Holloway, American, in a deadlift suit. So, well, well, Phoenix could give you a good bunch well, of me money. And Mark, me and Mark were talking at the Last Giants about this. So he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have a grip problem. And I said, I'm, gonna, I'm doing a comp in October. And I said to Mark... You could get close to this record, and he, were inter- he looked like he were interested, yeah. Because he's, uh, he said, oh, he pulled, that'd, be, that'd be a great contest. Three, I said, I pulled 360 last week. Yeah, I said, with straps, he goes, No, just just deadly yeah. straps, yeah, just my fingers. You know what I mean? He could, <laughs> <laughs> he, could uh, he could do it. So ultimately, it'll be to pull 380, 385, 390. But I'm not going to sacrifice health, I'm not going to put extra body weight on to do it. Good for if you, I can man. do it as I am now, staying healthy. Got kidney results on Tuesday. It's best it's been in three years. Kidney function, everything's perfect. I'm not gonna, for the sake of getting another record, I'm not gonna sacrifice my health for. I'm keeping my biking going, keeping my fitness going. My diet's good. I'm not gonna get any heavier. And if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't end up world. But I love training, and the training for me is almost more than the competitions. If you said to me, and you never compete in deadlift again, I'm okay with that. But you can't say to me, I can never train deadlift again. I need to be training deadlift, but I don't need to compete in deadlift. I do it because I, I want to do it, but I don't need to do it. Keep, keeps you out of prison. Yeah, it does as well, as well yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you too. You <laughs> joked to me years ago. <laughs> so we had, a, we had a few questions sent in yeah. um, by uh, by the viewers at home, which we've actually answered most of them in all fairness. And the listeners at home, down. We and can't forget people might be listening as yes. well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um one of the interesting questions here, obviously we've got the World Deadlift Championships coming up. Yeah. Who who is uh who who do you think will, will do the five oh five? Who's the next big big deal? Right, there's there's Ivan Makarov, he, he's capable, is it Payman, is it Payman? Is yeah. his name? Mm. Um there was a guy from Slovakia, I think, but he got injured. Asko Karim. Yeah, he got yeah. injured and he's on his way back. Yeah. But Stunning, I, I've seen a few of them attempt it and I think a lot of them are capable. But I think they lack that knowledge of how to program the training into that competition. They overdo it, so they're not, you're not showing the best on the day. I think the one man who can do it, who's could be strong enough, he's got the mind for it, he knows how to program, is Adam Bishop. I was hoping you were going to well, say that. Adam Bishop. I said, he's, to me, me and Adam has done seminars in the past, at Loughborough years ago now, yeah. and he was covering strong and I was covering powerlifting part. And when I talk to him at these shows now, giant shows, he knows how to approach it. He's very similar to Iowa. He's smart with his programming. He won't do things he doesn't have to do. He'll do everything he can to make that lift, his weak point, stronger. Where the other guys just seem to be hammering, hammering, hammering mm. on block pulls, mega, like Ivan's doing 550 kilo. You don't need to do that stuff to pull 500. You didn't see Eddie ever do that. You didn't see Hathor do that. You know, I did that for a thousand pound deadlift. Benny never did that stuff. They think they're overdoing it. A lot of stress on you. Yeah, too much stress. But if you pull 500 plus and I'm off a board, the recovery time. Right. I mean, how long that to recover? Months. Here's one, here's one question about Bish, because I think everything you said is spot on, his programming, his approach, everything. My one question is, when I saw you walk to the bar, like I say with Bulldog, mm. when, when you watched Kaz, when you watched Eddie go to the 500 bar, that was a man who was on a mission. Yeah. Can Bish dial it up like that in that moment to just put 
everything of his humanity into that yeah. bar. He can, but he'd have to, his strongman would have to take a, a back seat a little bit for a little while, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think because mm-hmm. the level of strongman now, today, is not like it used to be. It's moving on. I believe that's his plan after World's Strongest Man. It's got to I think be. He, I think he might have to sort of expand got, no, the operation he, he, in the, be- he, he in the belly. Say, he did say that to me. He said he'd got a new suit he was working with because I'd give him some tips about the straps. I had my straps. Um, we'd still talk about it, have little, you know, technique things and what he can do. And he's on about coming to lead some sessions with me in Amazing. future. Um, but he says I'm about putting a little bit more weight on. But while he's being strong, man, he can't get that big because then his events are going to suffer. And Bishop, Bishop's quite fast, in his explosive. Yeah, he relies on that speed. Yeah. If he gets too big for sake of a deadlift, his strong man's going to lose. lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can't do both. And a 505 isn't something you can just go and do. He had, a good, he had a good pull at 475 at the uh, yeah, he did World Deadlift. And, and, yeah. and it moved pretty quick. Yeah. I know he didn't get it, but he thought, wow. And I don't think he even planned on even doing it. You know, and it, and it <coughs> moved pretty quick. But I mean... What amazed me about that show last year was the depth of competition. I think seven people pulled yeah. over a thousand pounds. Yeah, I was that's like, wild, I, wasn't I was even looking at that thinking, oh, we got this right. We, we, you know, everyone was pulling it. it uh, Novakov and all these guys that were like shocked, and I'm thinking, have we misloaded this bar? You know, and it was unbelievable. So if all those people are pulling over a thousand pounds, surely the top end, everything's going up, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is a big jump, though. I mean, from a thousand to five hundred, it's a massive jump. Yeah. People think, oh, it's only forty-five kilos or whatever. It, it, no, it don't work. It don't work like that. <laughs> I've known lifters in our gym who pulled an easy, not an easy, a comfortable three seventy. The British record at the time was three eighty. They never can never get off the floor. Ten kilos more. Now you're talking forty-five kilos yeah. more. Yeah. At a top end, right? So, example, I pulled a thousand pound, four fifty-five, two thousand and six. I didn't pull a thousand and eight, four fifty-seven and a half, two and a half kilos more for three years. Wow. For three years. And then you're talking another 45. But do you know what's nuts about Bish, though? Uh, I've said this before. I recall 2009 in that gym at you did the seminar in Power Base. Yeah. I saw him pull 300 kilos off the floor. It was the PB in that gym yeah. at that time. It was the ugliest lift you've ever seen. He was fully strapped up. And you think, roll on, granted, 13 years. Mm. But 200 kilos yeah. on that, on oh, what's yeah. a great deadlift anyway, yeah. off the charts. Because mm. he's on his way up, you see. He's not, he's not reached his peak. So it's time for him to do it. And I think with his programming, the way he trains, he's the man who could be doing it. I don't know when, if it'll be next time or... Yeah, no, I, I, actually, if he did a year, almost like Ed did a year out, yeah. became mega bulked, did, That's do, what you're gonna have over, to do. did do 505, it might, yeah. actually, it might be able to then convert it like Ed did, because Ed's a smaller strongman. Them lifts so are bitch. very hit and miss. I mean, what people won't realise is when I did a £1,000, I've tried it, I tried it once before that, I got it to my knees. I missed a £1,000 five times. Got it twice. Nobody, nobody talks about the misses. I didn't get it every time I tried it because you've got to be perfectly on. Like we're talking about them moments we talked about outside. Yeah. There's comes to some shows, you just everything goes. When I squatted 550, I hadn't squatted more than 520 before that, and suddenly I squatted 30 kilo PB. Never did it again. Do you know what I think he could you know, do? It happens sometimes like that. I think he could, in a way, change the landscape of deadlifting because so many times you see the best in the world, so the best in the world, yeah. you go, that's now the technique. With how narrow he stands when he mm. pulls, I think you'll see so many more guys in the gym yeah. go, I'm going to try that because it works for him. I really like that, that style. <laughs> I, I, I think it's more it. efficient. I think it's more efficient. I think it's closer. easier on your body as well. You know, I see these big guys. You know, when Brian Shaw came around and, and I thought, and they were so big, wide stance, people started copying it, like you're saying... And that's only because they're so big they were doing it that. I, I talked to Jerry Pritchett years ago about this. I saw him so wide. He doesn't. I said, Jerry, why don't you go closer in? It'd be more efficient. And we had a chat about it. 
And listen, they said, yeah, but this, I said, well, I just think you're wasting power like that. You're not using everything you can. Because you're big, but you're not like an Athol or a Brian Shaw. It doesn't make any sense. The, the it three, doesn't. The three people that do it, well, four people that do it, it's Hapthorne does it, Brian does it, Matt Felix does it. Felix does it. Yeah. Yeah. Felix does They're really wide. Good. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. No. Uh, but, but then there is an argument to say the massive pullers as well. Well, they are. But, but how me, good could they well, be? Well, that's what I always you know, think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, well, I've done this, but what could you do if you changed it? I'm not Technically, saying bring it in like no Adam Bishop. Because the hips are massive. Adam Bishop's quite narrow. Like me, I didn't have my mega, mega wide. It was like this. Pritchett is a particularly wide man. Yeah. He's got a hell of years, isn't he? Yeah, but even so, even so, the, the arm is still going outwards. They're not it's straight It's still down. a longer range. Yeah. Every inch you take your arms out, an inch shorter you're making them. Of course, so yeah. you've got to pull it further. And when you're talking top-end weights, them inches are everything. When I coach, my arms are right down by my side as long as possible. Upper back's rounded to make the arm length longer. Really? Low back's That's neutral. Because Eddie did that as well. Eddie started. Yeah, well, you only, you only need, you say, oh, your back, upper back rounded. No, upper back rounded gives your arms longer length. Makes it less to pull. But, but yet your spine's spine still straight. But your spine, your lower back, it needs to be... Neutral, that, that's the part that's going to bulge. That's Neutral, gonna break. in particular, yeah. 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 So it's, 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 it sounds bad saying up and back round it, but you're sort of more like more putting your your front, <coughs> your front delts forward, if you like. Yes, but yeah. Keeping, yeah. keeping your spine to straight. Get, to get the longer. It gives them arm length, but longer, by doing longer. that, they're getting arm length, but then by taking the feet out so wide and putting it, they're just countering that out again. It's knocking it out again. That length of game from doing that, they've just lost it because they're going so wide. And if you've got really strong fingers like Novikov, you can hold it like <laughs> well, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is those straps even saying that, like I said, these guys are pulling massive weight, so you can't really criticise them for it. But if you were teaching somebody from, from you know, a new yeah. lifter, you wouldn't do I, that. I wouldn't would do it like that, no. Yeah. You, you start with a standard deadlift technique and you, and you work on that as he goes on, what his weaknesses are, and you, and you try different things when he comes to a... When he can't, stops getting stronger. I mean, I used my training technique all them years until I didn't get stronger. Then I changed a little bit, and then it went stronger again. Don't change something that's working. Right. Because these top guys now, Jerry's been at the same level for a while. Well, what's to, what's to say why well, he can't bring his feet in a bit and try something new I, I, and maybe I, kick him off again? Look at weight, know, weightlifting, which has had vast amounts of, of, of you know, sports science, and especially yeah. the Chinese. You know, no, no, one, no, no Chinese lifter goes out there and clean and jerks with his hands and feet out wide like that, you know. It, you know <laughs> Cleans will be super, super yeah, narrow yeah. to maximise the ability to... Hmm? Could that be more of a technique of trying to get it over the knee? No, no, it's purely to, to try and basically make your starting position further up and therefore you are... Yeah, you know, you, and, and it's, you're just much stronger. So yeah. with, with what's your time scale on, on going songs. for the over 50s record then? What are you th when are you thinking? Realistically, I don't know. When are you going to start getting weaker? I mean, I pulled 800 last night off the boards. First time in five years I've pulled that weight since we... All this has happened. I'm 52 now. You're going to get 53, 54. I don't, I don't, will I pull 900 again? Make it 5,900 pulls? I don't think so. It'd be nice, but I'm not going to kill myself trying to do it. How, um, how many did Benny do? You must be. What? You must be. If it was like a league tables, pulls. you'd be kind of like on 48 or 49. Benny never played that much. Benny's like only pulled really. 900 about a handful of times. I don't think he's pulled it much more than that. Benny was unbelievable deadlifter. You know, we're talking powerlifting, no straps. No, I mean, yeah, it's a yeah, bit of yeah. proper powerlifting. Yeah, stands. but Benny didn't do a lot of full powerlifting, did he? We mostly deadlift. We, me and Benny, go to meets together. I'd squat five hundred, he'd squat sixty kilos, and then I'd bench three hundred plus, he'd bench sixty. He'd wait for me on deadlift. And when you first saw when you first saw Benny go out there and pull that four sixty, who, who remembers seeing that? 
It was like it was proper viral, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, is this when he um, when he does the smelling salts, throws it, uh, tiptoes uh, to the bar, uh, uh, and but it, it just went yeah. up so quickly. See, Benny had a nice deadlift technique. He was made for deadlift. He had a long arm. His back was always straight, and and very explosive. Yeah. He could really turn it on. And like with Benny, you know, like I mean, I know you trained with him quite a bit as well. If he was not in the mood for deadlifting, you know, we're on about this mental thing. Mm. He wasn't that strong, but if Benny was up for doing a deadlift. It was going up, you know what I mean? Oh, it he, what, he could turn it on like he could turn nobody on. ever ever known. He used to go absolutely crazy, and he yeah. thought, when you saw that, when you thought, oh, stand back a bit. Like a berserker. Yeah, we yeah. saw yeah. some unbelievable <laughs> things off him. Yeah. But you could see when he wasn't quite up for it, he was a different man. We're all a bit like that, but... I think Benny could have pulled 500 before Eddie. Honestly, I do, if if he had the same mindset as what Eddie's got. He, he, Eddie he, had a mindset, like I had a mindset. Eddie had the mindset. Um, it, was, it, was, Benny, it was Eddie's Benny time. Benny had the, everything possible... Genetically, bigger, better deadlifter than me. He could get bigger, big as well. He could get big. He was everything mentally was there. It's just that he didn't seem to want it enough. He'd go off the boil, wouldn't he? He'd I, train. I, 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 he'd I, 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 train. I, he would train. He wouldn't train. Miller missing. Get bored of it. But when me and him come around, when I were I were pulling more than him, he thought he'd put biggest deadlift in the world back way back. I know there's this lad in England, Andy. He, he's done more than you, Benny. So then he become focused on me. And then when he come at that that year that year, and his opening lift, he brought me all time record. I thought, okay, wow. now it's not racing on for a thousand now, and that's what me and him got into a battle. But that drove him on. I was older than him, but it drove him to chase me, and I took it back. Then he pulled four forty. I took it back three months later. Did four forty one. Then I pulled a thousand. Then I pulled a thousand and eight. Then he come and did the thousand and fourteen. But then after that, I sort of I was getting older. Then I tapered down, got ill, and then Benny was a little bit lost maybe. Then and he talks about it. He says, you know, he needed a drive. And so then he went to the strong one side of it. But I think his heart had gone a little bit then. I was certain he was, he was a certain top of his mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He could pull 500, I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it, with the right circumstances. Yeah, had believe. he taken Benny when he pulled that 460 yeah. in Texas? He was on. He looked supreme then, yeah. that day. Yeah. And you suited him, booted him, and, and, and strapped yeah. him up. You know, give, give him another six months, surely he'd have done 500 at that point in time. Were, they were capable back then, yeah, they were. If it had focused, if it had focused on it, I don't think he wanted it enough. That's the power of a rivalry, though. I don't think he wanted it. When it's it. a proper rivalry, you can both elevate each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it hadn't been for Benny, honestly, I wouldn't have pulled a thousand first like that because Dave Beatty said to me, I could have pulled a thousand three, four years before I did it. But in America, we're getting paid every time I broke a record, so I broke it by a kilo, two and a half kilos, five kilos. I'm getting paid every time I did it. Then we, only when Benny come on the scene and pulled four forty. I think, okay, I have to get one my game a little bit here now. So I got myself a planning order a year after I pulled a thousand. And be, and he tried a thousand in that, that show he did four forty and he barely moved it off the floor. And when I tried it a year before that I went to my knees. So I thought I've got the edge on him now. Just got the edge by a little bit. But this is a race and I went nervous. I put everything into that show. So I thought if I don't get this first and he gets it, I can't live with that. I can't, I'm known as a deadlifter. I come before Benny did. Right. I've been there longer. I was older than him. I had to do it first. And then when I did it, I did it again. And then he took it. I can have it. Give it me. I can have it now. I'm not coming back. I'm done. <laughs> uh, any more questions, Daz? No, that's it. Yeah, we've covered everything. That's great. Well, that is genuinely, Andy. That's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's no great problem. seeing awesome health. Yeah. It's great to see you back. And this year, you're going to try and pull. I'm competing in October 9th. Uh, I'm not sure where, where yet. But I'm going to try. I don't know. I'll pull as much as I can. I'd like to pull 370, 380. Be nice. We'll but what's goes. more important is you keep healthy. Yeah, number one, exactly. Yeah. Andy Bolton. We've had our differences in the past. Is it bum bag 
or is it Fanny Pack? We're two powerful nations with a special relationship. For one night only, that special relationship ends. UK versus USA. Who is the strongest nation? Who is right? The strongmen decide. World's Strongest Nation, 18th of November, MS Bank Arena, Liverpool. Tickets at giants-live.com. By the way, it's us. We're right. It's Bumbag, of course.